Tournament Poker Edge Live. Hey everybody, welcome to Tournament Poker Edge Live, brought to you by TournamentPokerEdge.com. This is the long-awaited return of TPE Live. For those of you who may not have listened to past episodes, we started this series back during last summer's World Series of Poker in 2011. And, uh, you know, obviously we have the strategy podcast, but we thought it would be cool to do a podcast from Vegas where we essentially update our listeners on our progress in tournaments and stories from the various events that the pros played and and from the TPE house and whatnot. And it was always a lot of fun, so we thought we would do that again this year. And we figured what better way to kick it off than with a little bit of discussion about the 2012 WSOP schedule that was just announced today. So that is uh, that is what we're going to do. Uh, would like to welcome Casey Big Dog Pocket Fives Jarzebek and Mark Alioto to the show. What's up, guys? <laughs> Big Dog. <laughs> oh, up, TP? What's up, yeah. TP? Not too much. Just excited because, uh, as I mentioned, the WSOP releaser schedule today, and uh, it's always kind of an exciting time when you finally find out the dates and the and and all the you know get a chance to look at all the events and see what uh, what you might be playing this year. Um, so I figured it was a good time to get you guys on here and and kind of go over it and see what you guys think. So why don't we just start with sort of initial thoughts about you know what you what you see on the schedule. You know what are you, what are you thinking? What's your first thoughts when you when they announced it today? Well, first off, I want to say um, not about the schedule, but I'm really excited to uh, get back to Vegas. I had a great time last year in the house. This year we got even a better house with a nice pool and a good group of guys, so it should be a lot of fun. I look yeah, forward yeah. to it. Yeah, it's going to be good times. I mean, Mark, you'll be out there obviously with us. Uh, Danny and 13 is going to be living with us. Uh, Cougars will probably be out there for some amount of time, and, and uh, Ron Buddy will come out for a while as well, so it should be a really good time. Don't forget the yeah, T-Twist. Oh, and T-Twist. How could I forget? And you know, there might be other random stragglers coming in and out, but in general... There will be a TP house, and it does have a pool this year, so very excited. I'm super pumped because uh, I'm actually losing my virginity for a World Series. It'll be my first oh. So I'm pretty pumped. What kept you from going in the past, Mark? Just, uh, I mean, I've never been uh, that good at MTTs. <laughs> He'd never had That's any right. coaching from the big dog? Yeah, that's why I kind of, I, you know, started to see you play so many tournaments that I forgot you've just always been a sit-and-go grinder for so long. Yeah, and, you know, it's going to be it's kind of expensive ordeal, but uh, I think it's worth it just experience, and then, you know, hopefully I bank something, too, but just Doubt try it. Give it a shot. <laughs> give it a shot. <laughs> it looks bad if I don't on you, by the way. <laughs> uh, yeah, at least you have somebody to blame if you don't win anything, Mark. Isn't that right? I'll just play off Casey. Big Dog, if you want to learn how to bust level one live events, Big Dog's coaching really paid off here. Well, I already did. <laughs> <laughs> but you played that Jack Jack awful. That was the first hand. I was a little nervous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my first MTT. What do no, I do? Define their range, Mark. Define their range. 
Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to get us off topic there. That's no, that's actually good. That's good. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I love to see kind of what you guys think. I mean, one of the most noticeable things is some of the changes to the main event, which I don't think are really all that dramatic, but they did go from four starting days to three starting days. Um, and then the November 9, I guess, is now the October 9, because it's going to be actually moved uh, like a week or two earlier than it would have been due to the uh, the president, presidential election here in the U.S. Um, so not, you know, not any real super crazy changes on the main event, but there seem to be quite a few changes in the in a lot of the prelim events. Which I kind of like. Um, it's a little bit more affordable for people this year, I think. Some of the 5Ks are down to 3Ks. Yep. Um, there looks like there's a lot of 1500s and stuff like that. Um, so it's going to give you a few more chances to bank at a smaller buy-in before you have to shoot your start shooting your rolls in 5Ks and 10Ks and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, in fact, I think, they, you know, like you said, they, they've lowered some of the 5Ks to 3Ks. I think last year there were only two 3Ks, and this year it looks like there's five or six, maybe even maybe even more. Uh, and then I think some 10Ks became 5Ks. Right. Uh, like I think a seven-card stud that used to be a 10K is now a 5K and and stuff like that. So it does seem like they're trying to adjust a little bit for the, the poker economy, even though, I mean, last year was a great year attendance-wise, but I think everybody assumes that that was sort of a lot of people's last stand. Right. Uh, you know, after Black Friday, they kind of got what money they could offline, and they went and took their last shot in Vegas. So a lot of people seem to be predicting that this year will be down in numbers, and maybe that's why they adjusted it a little bit to lower buy-ins. Seems like the, the predictors always predict it's going to be down in numbers, though. I, I, I can't see it falling off that much, to be honest with you. Yeah. Jen's going to degen, man. Yeah. We're all We need our fix. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I still think even... I mean, even though obviously a lot of people have money trapped online and stuff, and a lot of people have just stopped playing poker, there's still, you know, tons of casual players who will come and play a 1K or a 1500. And people who maybe do have bankrolls locked up online of significant amounts of money, if they had significant amounts of money online, they're probably decent and can get backed or can get, you know, can sell action or whatever. Right. Um, to, yeah. to still get out there and play. So, yeah, I don't suspect that. I think it will be down a little. But I don't think it's going to be a significant amount. Yeah, I, I, I'm not even convinced it'll be down at all. But if it is, I think it's to the point where, like, you certainly won't notice at the, like, when you're in the Amazon room that attended right. is down. Yeah. yeah. So Yeah, it'll be one of those things where you look at the numbers and it'll be like, well, this one got 800 last year and it got 760 this year. Or yeah, something. something like that, to the point right. where it's just not going to matter. Right. But yeah, I'm so pumped for Vegas this year. I mean, I was pumped last year, but uh, it didn't work out for me. This year, is uh, I really feel good about it, and I think uh, there might be some bankage in my future. Yeah, I feel like you're right. And Mark, what are you thinking in terms of events? I know, um, obviously, you're just kind of starting to, to break into MTTs. Are you going to be sticking just to No Limit Hold'em? Um, the only other game I may play would be uh, Omaha High Low. Um, yeah. And maybe triple draw if Casey held me. If you got some lighter fluid? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'm going to be playing a ton of saddies is what I'm going to do. I'm definitely going to play Venetian still. Uh, I just want to play things with good structures. And, unfortunately, this series, the 1Ks, I just don't care for too much. I mean, I'll still play a couple of them. Right. But I'm going to try to sad into some of the bigger stuff because I, I mean, 
like anyone else, I prefer to start with bigger stacks. So yeah, so uh, I'm gonna play a lot of editions as well. Like everybody just assumes I'm gonna go play as many WSOP events as I can. It's super super easy to shoot 100, 150k in your roll. If you if you run bad for the series, so I'm definitely gonna be throwing some Venetians in until I get you know one or two good caches under my belt, and then I might go a little bit crazy and and play some stuff I normally. I mean, do you play Saddies too? No, I've never played a Saddie. Oh, you're just too cool for a satellite. <laughs> no, too lazy. <laughs> There's a difference. <laughs> That's nothing to do with coolness. Yeah, I am too cool for that. <laughs> hey, if I win, though, you'll buy my stuff at 100%, right? Uh, 99. Come on, man. You buy it anyway. I need a little something for Eric. <laughs> and the Venetian schedule hasn't been announced yet, but, I mean, those events are always so good. Like, they get a really good fields, and the structures are great, and that room is nice to play in, and all that kind of stuff. I mean... And I've, I, I've you know. a lot of big stacks in those tournaments last year. Yeah. The structures are so good, and there are some weaker players. Um, I didn't finish anything off, but I can't imagine me building all those stacks again this year and not, you know, at least getting top two or three in a couple. Right. Yeah, I think you'll love those, Mark. I mean, they're just great events. I, ju- I just love playing deep stacks. Anything deep, I, I just feel more comfortable because I am on the nittier side, so I feel like I can put myself in good spots when I'm that deep. Yeah. Um, you know what and I really like about this year is the house that we rented, the top of the ad said um, loud partying and making as much noise as you want is totally cool with all our neighbors. Yeah. It's very important for, for so when we round out, He's going out to Vegas just to party, is what you're saying. No, I'm not going to party, but it, it'd be good to, you know, come home after bagging $1.6 million in the main event uh, day one. Uh, <laughs> you know, grabbing a few sodas and getting in the hot tub and jumping in the pool, throwing the football around, you know. It'd be good to be able to do stuff at 1 in the morning out in your backyard and not have to worry about shit, you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm super pumped, too, because... Uh, just how much I grind online, not having that burden, uh, being forced to grind. I love live, too. It'll just be nice. It's almost like a vacation, but I'm still working. But just so much yeah. different waking up every morning, logging online. Like Live is so much more fun, so many better spots. Um, so I'm pumped. You'll be- no matter how old you get, getting together with a group of guys that, you know, all get along and in the same house, it's just a fun experience, you know? Yep. And I've never yeah, met it, you guys, and you guys are my good friends, too. Like, And I've never met you face-to-face yet. So. Yeah. And from a poker standpoint, I mean, it's great to come back and talk hands and things like that. You'll learn so much. I mean, I'm amazed how much better I was at the end of the summer than I was at the beginning at live poker. I yeah, still seem to suck at online poker, but... <laughs> so I'd say that's how I got better in general. Just poker in general was talking hands with people. Like, it's so underrated. If you have a core of people that play... Uh, and just talking over hands of them, seeing what they do, it makes you so much better. And I think I agree. Yeah, and that's what that's what's so great is you you know you come home and it sucks because you just busted a tournament or whatever, but it's kind of nice to be able to come in and go, oh, tell me if I butchered this hand or what would <laughs> the you, butcher's you know? back. <laughs> yeah, the, the butcher. I think Mark, you have a birthday out there, don't you? Yeah, big three zero, third July third, day before the fourth. Oh, we're in trouble. Wow. Back. Yeah, I know T Twist has a birthday out there in uh, in the same time of year, so 
Could be some parties in the TPE house, too. No, I, I, if there's a tournament on the third, I'm playing. I want to ship. I want to yeah. ship something, like... Yeah, you like, probably won't get drunk. Yeah, that that's not going to happen. There'll be no drinking. I have, a, I have a drinking problem, so when I drink, I just get blacked out. So I try not to drink that much. <laughs> yeah, you probably won't drink that. It doesn't sound like you have any issues whatsoever. Yeah. Well, and it won't really be accessible because we didn't really have any alcohol around the house last year, so it's kind of hard to get it. Yeah. I'm worried about KB because he's probably going to have 50 different kinds of beers in the fridge. KB should be like, I think I'm going to have a little sniff of brandy here before bed or whatever. What was that shit you were drinking? Uh, I picked up a bottle of the Pappy Van Winkle bourbon. Yeah, and he comes back and the fucking thing's a mug. <laughs> <laughs> It helps me get to sleep. I have sleeping issues. Oh, just a little sip before bed, eh? <laughs> <laughs> and maybe a barrel bourbon-aged bottle of beer before I go to sleep, too. <laughs> you you tweet the weirdest beers, man. Uh, just drinking yeah, I don't, a, don't have to shit you, you drink. <laughs> yeah, just uh, drinking a shot of my uh, lager here. <laughs> <laughs> I loved the, uh, the hashtag, what is Derek Tembo's drinking last night on Twitter. That was pretty good. Yeah, what did I put? Slow cum ale? Some kind of cream ale. Something cream ale. <laughs> cream of some young guy ale or something like that. Yeah, I'm just drinking a shot it in your eye beer. <laughs> <laughs> like, the shit you drink is absurd. It is pretty absurd. I admit to having a fine you like, beer. You like dark stuff? And then at the end of the year, he gets like this Mountain Dew vodka. That's right. So he's just filling up Mountain Dew cans with vodka, basically. He's like, it's just like Mountain Dew. <laughs> that was a present from my wife. <laughs> she knows me well. That is great. Oh, man. Yeah, good Oh, and time. then another thing I'm excited about is we're going to do the Harry Potter marathon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't wait for that. No, I'm serious, man. Yeah, yeah. You were the Lots one that got me on Harry Potter. Let's be real here. Yeah, I love Harry Potter. Why wouldn't I? Yeah, and you're bringing yeah. out the DVD set, right? <laughs> I actually can't find it. I had the complete box set, but I can't find it. Plus, weren't you in it, Mark? Weren't you, weren't you one of the little... <laughs> oh, my God. Do I just oh. set myself up for that? <laughs> <laughs> no, but true story. So Casey tells me, he's like, dude, you like, because I like Star Wars, a bunch of sci-fi. He goes, dude, watch Harry Potter. I'm like, ah, man, not really into it. I literally started the first one four days every episode rallied through, like, obsessed with the mining now. Um, yeah, Mark, Mark, take me to my vault, you little goblin. <laughs> <laughs> I, for a second, I was kind of excited about the Harry Potter marathon, and then I remembered I'm not 12, and I'm not a girl, so then I realized I wouldn't yeah, really enjoy Harry Potter. the one that preached it, so. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing wrong with Harry Potter, and if you say there is again, we'll fight. <laughs> Have fun at the $40 Orleans tournament tomorrow. Abracadabra! <laughs> Wait, so, KB, did you play satellites, though? Like, tell me, like, are the satellites, do they pop often? Like, am I going to be able to just go and get in a satellite daily? You know who did play satellites yeah. a lot was Mike Hunsucker. That's true. I think he did pretty good in them, too. Yeah, he said they were pretty soft. He's a TPU member, really good guy. Um, he brought us out, he's, he works at a bar out there. Um... He played a lot of satellites, and I think he had a lot of success at him. So, but he's yeah. a skilled player too. It's not like he's like a novice. He's, well, I mean, I figure like anyone has like 
maybe 200, 200 bucks to shit in a satellite. So I feel like, yeah. I mean, I played him in the Bahamas the one year I went, and the 200s were just, I saw the funniest things, like raised folding, six big lines and stuff like that. Right. So I'm pumped about these. I think they can be super profitable. And then hopefully, yeah, I, you know, I think you do well at the mark. Yeah, I played one satellite to the main, which um, the unfortunate thing with those is the structures is are more bad. Uh, the one I played was a 500, but they do have 1Ks. Do they have 2Ks by any chance? Mm, I can't that's remember. That's a stretch for me to be on. I'm not falling out of control, but I would like one in five. I think is much better than like you know one in ten, obviously. But right. it matters that much to me where I would probably play a 2K before a 1K. I mean, I, I did play a decent number of the Venetian satellites. They have single table satellites over there, which you would probably crush at because of your sit and go history. You probably make like nineteen, twenty cents a game at them. Yeah, at least. <laughs> Do they have five K double or nothing to the main event? Because <laughs> I could easily get staked. They have some, they have some hairy frogs oh. over at the Venetian. <laughs> yeah, they got some bumblebee rooms over there. Eleven. <laughs> oh, no, I went on a ten K downer and my shark scope read a negative three cents per game. <laughs> <laughs> and we were joking and like supposed to be some fit and go specialist and I make negative three cents yeah but he, the thing was he lost most of that in a pissed off tilt off drunken tilting no, up I wasn't drunk, heads up. I, okay just tilting heads up session but I did lose 5k head up and I lost 5k and high buying six. I'm back though bro yeah one month one month off and back to the $30 sit and goes <laughs> my yeah. roots uh, yeah, should happen. I like it exactly. But yeah, I think the satellites are great, and I think you should play a ton of them, Mark. I think, especially the single table, I think you would just destroy them. Yeah, I mean, I my whole plan. I've, everyone's been asking me, like, don't have any series. I'm like, yeah, but I'm I still want to make money, and I know MTTs like there's a lot of money to be made. But like Casey was telling me, he's like, dude, you play like 30 tournaments, and you play that in two days online. So. Right. I know yeah, they're on, best a Sunday, on a Sunday, you can play 30 tournaments in brick. Heavy tournament. Yeah. That's, and that scares the shit out of you. That's the whole series. You know? Yeah. yeah. It's definitely hard mentally when you when you get off to a slow start because you just, all of a sudden, you find yourself three weeks into the trip and you're like, I haven't cashed yet. <laughs> this sucks. I wonder how much better you play if you seriously think like the first or second tournament you play or something. Or just get like a you know a five k ten k score. I just like the monkey off your back almost. To play. Well, there's always someone every year that gets hot right at the beginning of the year and carries it right through to a couple bracelets and yeah, you know. What's that guy's name? Ben Lamb. He's like all right. <laughs> <laughs> this dude's okay. <laughs> Um, Casey, how about you as far as non-no-limit events? Have you eyed a few that you want to um, play? I haven't really, you know, decided. Again, it's it's going to depend on if I get off to a good start. If I get off to a good start and, you know, feel like I'm playing good, then, yeah, I'll play a lot of the other stuff. Like, uh, I would play an Omaha high-low um, or even a uh, PLO, um, a triple draw, uh, maybe an eight game. Um, the one I'm not good at is uh, stud high. I think I might be the worst stud high player on the planet. No, nope. but I <laughs> no, mean I, me. <laughs> I've managed to win a horse turn F tops horse event. Well, I would play horse too, actually. I got second in an F tops horse event, so that's two big tournaments. 
um, yeah. that I got deep in that did have stud high because I just sit it out unless I get like a rolled up, you know, trips or something, you know? Right. There was one event that I saw and I thought, man, Casey's going to love this. I don't know if you saw it, but it, it's where you play um, full ring for the first day, six max the second day. And then if you, you know, obviously if you make it, it's a day. And then, yeah, and then the, the last day is head up when you get under 32 people. Yeah, they did. Yeah. I've heard of, I think they did that in the World Series of France, too. It sounded sick. Yeah, I'll probably do that. But the problem with someone like Mark, if he does that, is he'll never make day two. <laughs> so it'll just be another tournament to him. Right, it'll just be standard. Fuck <laughs> you guys, man. I love how I joined TP and I just fucking take it in my ass. <laughs> I, I'm hoping, like, eventually they come up with a tag team event. Well, as a matter of fact, this year, there is a team event. Is there? Two players? Yep. What's doubles, the Doubles, no limit hold'em. Now, it says the buy-in is 560. I don't know if that's each or per team. What, uh, what event is that? It is Saturday, June 30th. I think that's so sick. Like, so I played a, a, a tag team event with um, Dipthong, Mark Herm. Live, and it was at um, the Pawn, no, the uh, the Taj in Atlantic City, and we actually took second. Oh, really? That's yeah. cool. God, you seem to take second quite often. Yeah, um, maybe you should make a final table and you can take second once. <laughs> <laughs> now, K- Casey, in that event, was it literally tag team where you like you could tag in and out at no, any time? It was. Um, there was a no limit hold'em's portion for 40 minutes and the next 40 minutes were limit so you had to rotate uh, so your guy would play two levels and then the next guy would play two levels gotcha with a tag team you take a bad beat you're like i'm tilting need a cigarette come in yeah because this one's every level is it yeah that's that's good i mean it's just no limit hold'em but you know but but you do switch every level and it's a non-bracelet event too oh i see that yeah but I mean, it's still. I think it would still be a lot of fun. And it's. A, I mean, if it's five sixty for a team, that's pretty reasonable for anybody to play. I mean, you're talking about a two hundred thirty dollars buy-in, basically. So. Right. Like that would be. That would be a fun I, I definitely can see myself playing that. Maybe cool. Is, is Mark going to be your partner? Yeah, I'll probably take the little midget and. <laughs> let I'm him. Just bust back. I'm just hoping to swap with Casey and everything I play, so I can. Because he's due. Yeah. Yeah, well, how did you do, like, I remember asking this in another podcast, but, like, did you continue to play good throughout the series? Because one thing I do worry about is breaking the first seven things I play with no cash, which is completely standard, but being stuck, like, ten dimes and wanting to slip my wrist. The day I went home, I had such a massive stack in a tournament so early and then lost a 500K pot. Um, getting it in with the other guy drawing almost dead, and somehow he got there. So yeah, I mean, I continued to build stacks. It wasn't that. It's just I, I wasn't winning that key pot when I really had. So you, you didn't really notice a decline in your play, like my play definitely didn't decline. Only one day I can remember playing really god awful, and that was uh, the day after T Twist birthday party. (laughs) That'll do it. And I was so bad I shouldn't even have went. And uh, I, I played really bad that day. But other than that, I, I, I feel like I played fine the whole time. Like, I, was, you can go back and look at my tweets. My bust-out hands all seemed absurd. Yeah. 
It was def- I there were, I mean, we've talked about this hand before, but there was the one where you went to dinner with like 160k or something. Yeah, uh, first dinner break. And we and we actually had made jokes about busting out before the end of the night, like, but it seemed impossible at the time. <laughs> like, there's no way he could bust out, and it was like a few, <laughs> a couple hours later. Then some guy, like, there was one guy at at that table. I have 160k. Literally, one guy has 70k, and everybody else has like 30 or 40 tops, right? Like, I have such a massive chip lead. The guy literally overstuffed like 100 big blinds, three bet stuffed me with ace king of hearts. And I had aces, and he snap got there. <laughs> and suddenly I'm, suddenly, yeah, suddenly I'm down to like 70k in chips and just like reeling. And then I lost with ace king, and it was just ugly. Yeah, but that's the kind of stuff you have to like be able to somehow bounce back from every day because it's going to happen quite a bit. What's your plan, KB? Like, what are you going to play? Are you going to you going to join me in some fatties? We should just. I'm- yeah, I probably will play some saddies. And, I mean, last year I primarily played Venetian events with the occasional, uh, like, I would go over and play, like, a Caesars event, or I actually cashed in, like, some Binions tournament or something. Dude, I love uh, Binions. I love downtown Vegas, old school, like, bucket beer. I'm all over oh. Well, we'll go down there and hit the Golden Nugget series then. Oh, <laughs> I'm down for the daily, like, $80 tournaments. Like, I, I mean, I'm not balling like Casey. Casey just shits 20s. <laughs> 20s? He doesn't bother with 20s. <laughs> what, didn't I drop a 20 on the ground that night at the bar, and I'm like, I do not bend over for 20s? Yeah. I remember one we'll night, be I, wrestling for it. <laughs> I actually remember posting a picture on TPE of, like, I mean, it was just on my Facebook or something, but I don't I remember the denomination, but it was, like, you just ripped up money and threw it on the, on the table, and I was like, yep, this is what Casey does. <laughs> <laughs> Must be nice. I would have taped the shit back together. I probably should have. I don't even know what happened to that. It might still be in that house somewhere. Oh, good times. Our house, yeah. that pool looks so sick. Yeah, it's yeah, going to be fun. Yep. And relax. You know, it's going to be so, such a relaxing place to come back to, so we'll make it work. I mean, I just want to get in on the pool on how long it takes for me and Mark to get drunk and fight. <laughs> or drown. <laughs> and I don't even know if that means each other or random other people. <laughs> N- neighbors. <laughs> Police. Um, Whoever happens to come yeah, by. I got your suck my dick right here, sir. Come on over. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it could be but trouble. This is, this is bad. I mean, I've never met Casey in person. We, we get along pretty, pretty well. But I do worry about us at bars. Like, someone... Calls me something or uh, trouble. That's you why I'm trying not to give up that money. You just call my buddy a midget? <laughs> I only call him a midget. <laughs> <laughs> only I can call my midget a midget. <laughs> I just want, if we bink something, we will party for two days straight. But I just want someone to bink something. I think that'll be so sick. Yeah. The good thing I, I feel good about this year also is because I'm going in with a 100% clean bill of health. Uh, I'm on my diet. I'm losing weight. Uh, I just feel so much better than than last year when I still had a little bit of lingering, you know, health issues. So that's going to help my. Piece of glass in your hand? <laughs> Not even that one. <laughs> <laughs> that story was disgusting. You should tell that. I, I I don't know. Did we ever tell that story, KB? I think I think we actually talked about it on a on one of the TPE live podcasts, but I can't remember for sure. I think TPE and TP Live needs to hear the story again because it's pretty epic. 
All right, we're getting pretty long here, but a quick story. About 15 years ago, I got in a bar fight. Somebody tried to put a beer bottle through my hand, and they actually stabbed me. I took like 150 stitches in my hand. And then just before this series last year, I punched the wall when I was tilting. And I thought I broke a bone off in my hand. So it kept poking up, and I just kept pushing it back in, back in, back in. And then about halfway through the trip last year, I seen it sticking out. So I grabbed it, and I grabbed the end of it. And I pulled out about a, a, a hunk of glass that was at least half an inch long that had been in my hand for 15 years. <laughs> It, it was the weird when we were all sitting around the dinner table. Casey comes downstairs, I think, with like a towel around him or whatever. He's got a piece of glass in one hand and a hole in the other hand. <laughs> He's like, I just pulled this out of my hand. Fifteen fucking years. I mean, how do you not know that that's in there? Like fifteen years. Not a month ago. Fifteen years. That thing was in your hand, and it just. Why, why did the? What did the doctor say? He's like, it uh, happens to people in the war all the time. Like shrapnel slowly moves out of people's body so my body was just slowly rejecting it and it was in the center of my hand it took all that time to finally to work its way out and i kept pushing it back in for months <laughs> like, get back in there. another bone <laughs> yeah i'm like pushing it back in. like if i was to pick up something really heavy like even on that that day on my way to the uh or not that day but when i was going to the airport i picked up my suitcase by the handle i look at my hand it's full of blood because the pressure would push onto the glass. But I just assumed it was the bone. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. We all just, uh, did you, didn't you keep it? Weren't you going to make it into a necklace or something? I did, but then I, I, I lost it halfway through the trip on T-Twist birthday. Ah, oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. And I searched the floor and everything. I literally got down on my hands and knees to try and find it, but couldn't find it. Yeah. Oh, well, what can you do? Yeah, maybe there's another piece in there. Yep. It'll work, it'll work its way out this summer. <laughs> cool. Well, yeah, like I said, we are getting a little bit long, so we should probably wrap it up. But uh, but I want to thank you guys for joining us, obviously, and, and also just to let people out there know, we will uh, we will be kicking this podcast off, the TPE Live podcast, again for the entire summer. And uh, we might actually do an episode from Atlantic City in March, so you might see an episode or two from there. Uh, beforehand, but if if nothing else, you will definitely see a bunch of episodes uh, this summer, and you'll get to hear all about our exploits and and hopefully our uh, our binks. So definitely cool. Well, thanks, Mark. Thanks, Casey, and thanks everybody for listening. And we'll see you guys next time on TPE Live. Peace.